Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Hey everyone, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. And welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, whose name stands for quality above all else. Quality that exceeds the standards set by leading national podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Ah, it's so good to have you folks. And uh, those of you who listen know that uh, Rich Trafalino, our our producer, uh, gives us a new welcome every time based on an actual company mission statement. What company, Molly Wood, was that opening based on? What could it be? But our favorite, if we, if we were going to go out and try to sell to sponsors, we should probably call them first, Costco. <laughs> so, uh, from the About Us page, uh, <laughs> history of the Kirkland Signature brand. <laughs> ah, that's so amazing. And uh, for those of you who don't know, we did, we're doing a special thing this week. We are actually streaming on Twitch. This is my first time on Twitch. And I'm so glad that I'm dressed for the occasion in my Kirkland signature sweatshirt because yeah. I copped one. How many Kirkland signature items have you copped? Because you showed the table of them like like at Costco just filled. So my son and I got matching gray Kirkland hoodies, Uh huh. which is very and they are the softest, most comfiest thing. And we've been wearing them around like little twinsies. Mm hmm. And then we showed remarkable discipline, I thought, because that's all we did. But now we have to go back to the sweatpants because the freaking sweatshirts are so cozy. This that that's incredible. So yes, so originally Molly was like, "Well, I need to turn on my camera and show people," and I was like, "Well, the best and easiest way for us to do that is to just use mm-hmm. the Good Day Internet uh, Twitch channel." So we're doing that. I I've, we're not we're not promising we'll do this ever again, although I suppose we might. Uh, but if you are listening to the audio of this and you would like to see that video, go to twitch.tv slash goodnayinternet. Uh, and we'll we'll see if we can make it available through the Patreon and stuff like that as well. It looks it, it looks lovely. It it does. I'm a little backlit because whatever. No, I, just, I just mean the sweatshirt. Oh, oh, dude, the sweatshirt is the ish. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get like bonus, like there's like dogs, like it's all happening. I know your dog it's is like happening. perfectly positioned over there. He is. He is 90% ham, 10% water, that dog. It's really, if there's a shot, he's going to be in it. How much is a Kirkland sweatshirt? I don't know. $24, maybe? Yeah, it's not much. It's not much. I didn't, I mean, I got so excited that that's terrible. I should be a more price sensitive shopper in the age of austerity, exactly. But I was like, I don't care. I'm like, these are huge. Well, uh, let's get right into the things then. Uh, my first one I was very excited to find uh, because it apparently is a result of another thing we've talked about in the past, uh, which uh, actually a couple, it's related to a couple of things we talked about. Uh, we talked about the great resignation mm-hmm. in the past on It's a Thing. We've talked mm-hmm. about quiet quitting on It's a Thing. Uh, got a new one for you. Job boomeranging. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> is this like... 
after you quit and you come back or is yeah, it like you quiet the, quit? The, no, it's boomeranging is exactly like I, I did the great resignation. I went out there and said, oh, no, <laughs> this new I job I have is pretty awful. Uh, <laughs> can I please come back? Uh, also known as the big regret. Uh, is that is, is another is it phrase actually being out called there? that? Oh, yeah. I love it. So the next web did a story on this. Uh, UKG, a workforce management platform, uh, ran a survey across six countries in 2022. 41% of people felt they quit their old job too quickly, and 43% of quitters admitted they were better off at their old job. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's amazing. If you assume that the Great Resignation was a whole series of rage quitting. And that then people were like, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> That's incredible. Apparently. Not for wow. everyone, but for some. Um, yeah. Still, I mean, though, those are big percentages, though. Yeah. And of those who weren't quite feeling their new position, 62% said their old job was superior. I mean, that's a pretty serious. That's, the grass is always greener I effect, mean, right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can tell you as somebody who engaged in the great resignation. Sort of. Sort of. Like, yeah. I know. I mean, I did quit yeah. my job. Yeah, yeah. One. I, I'm better. I'm better. I'm not, you, you, I'm not did, you quit your job and got a new career. I'm not sure yeah. if that makes a difference or not. That's different. Yeah. I wonder though, but I think a lot of people did do the great resignation thinking like, oh, this is my chance yeah, to start right. my like I'll start flower my business, arranging or, business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then maybe. And like, no. this next web article sort of implies that the people regretting it went to another company. Uh, oh, because yeah. they oftentimes got more salary when they went to that other company. Right. I, I'd like to see more more digging into this and find out, like, did the people who quit and changed careers and started the flower shop or whatever, did, did, are they more satisfied versus right. the people who just quit and went to another similar company? Because that, that makes sense to me. Because it turns out they're all, I mean, you yeah. know, first of all, no matter where you go, there you are. Yep. Wisdom. And then second. <laughs> buckaroo and then second like every company has got every company's got issues yeah uh um, i like that i like that but, like but that. we also have a new thing boomeranging job boomeranging that is amazing i love that it is so prevalent that it has it because it kind of if you buy into the narrative and i don't always but i sometimes do but like if you buy into the narrative that employees got a little spoiled Mm. little entitled, mm -hmm. little coddled mm. during the good times, mm -hmm. especially the idea that there were employees who were so young that they had never even experienced like a downturn or the time when your company has to tell you like, I'm sorry, but we can't keep doing that because it's COVID or it's this or the economy is changing. If you buy into that, and I argued it so well that it suggests that part of me does, <clears throat> then it is a little bit gratifying to see like, I don't know. Millennials have a temper tantrum and then be like, I want my old job back. Oh, I said it. I I think that uh, there's a lot of people who blame the wrong things for stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's easy to do that when there's no consequences. But then right. when you take action and you turn out to have like, oh, the problem wasn't the company itself. Uh, the problem with something else, then, then yeah, job boomeranging would be the, the logical thing of like, you know what? I actually didn't appreciate what I had there. Uh, and that, that's, you know, that's growing and learning. That's good. Yeah. 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 
Um, I have two things today that are somewhat related, which I'm actually excited about. It's kind of an accident, but then I was like, oh my God, it's a theme. Um, the first one of which is people just being unable to realize that just a freaking steady body temperature is a good thing and deciding that it's not Not because cold plunges are all the rage. Well, this is a new year's tradition in a lot of places. So this would be the time of the year when you'd see it spike into thingdom if it was ever yes. gonna. Yeah, that makes sense. Definitely. But in fact, it was, I believe, spiking into thingdom even before then. Um, and in fact, there's an article from uh, February 2022. So just about a year ago mm-hmm. in the star.com, because I think that the Canadians, this is for the Toronto yeah, star. They've got more the Canadians. There. <laughs> they're real into this. We actually have somebody on our team who's Canadian who literally is so, he just like, he and his girlfriend just go out searching for freaking cold plunges. And they have all these videos of them just like wading into a fro a semi-frozen stream or whatever. I'm like, this seems like a really good way to die. But apparently it's such a big thing that the Toronto star wrote a whole thing about it. That was like, all right, look, I know you guys think that this is really cool and it's good for you. Jury's out. Feels good when it's over kind of thing. But like, I'm starting to see this become more and more common, especially with the, like the very fit, Ura ring wearing uh-huh. hipsters. I don't deny that there might be some positive medical or health benefit to doing this. I am almost certain prior to any evidence that the reason people do it is the, is the rush that the Got reason, it. the reason you get addicted to it and then tell other people they you want to do it as if you're a drug pusher is because yeah. you're addicted to the adrenaline rush, to the endorphins you get when you do it. Right. It's got a hundred percent because it is kind of thrilling and I will cop to having done it. Like I have, you know, I got, I bought a house of the pool. Yay. Mm-hmm. And I have a little, like, I got my little blow up hot tub, yeah. my inflatable hot tub. That's rad. And I will go from the hot tub and leap into the pool and come out and be like, I feel amazing. And then every muscle in your body lets go all at once like you do that and then you're like whoo that was exciting and then you come upstairs and you put on dry clothes and you have the best sleep you've ever had (laughs) it's unbelievable like i actually will experience viscerally the sense of every muscle in my body all of a sudden relaxing and then you just if you do that and then you like have dinner and go to bed yeah you will sleep like 10 hours i mean it really is incredible this is something I want to I want to see more more study of because I, I I could definitely imagine a scenario where your body gets just enough peril right. to like to like just be like you know what we need to sleep like uh, but you don't do it long enough to actually cause any damage right, right. so you're you're tricking your body into you that. go into like pre shock mm, mm-hmm. yeah yeah. And then all that adrenaline, I mean, it's just an adrenaline reaction, right? Like it goes super high and then it all rushes out of your body and then you want to go to bed. And as the Toronto star uh, notices, it's not something the main, the main group is an amazing quote from professor in the department of kinesiology at Brock university, Stephen Chung. The main group that shouldn't be involved is people with heart issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that. of adrenaline. Again, that makes adrenaline. that makes perfect sense. It's now, Saray, Saray, with all respect, when you say the data implies cold plunges are beneficial, <laughs> an Instagram link is not going to be enough. <laughs> I'm sure the Instagram link will lead to the actual data. I'm not doubting that. I'm just saying. 
when I see the Instagram link, I my hackles go up a little, a little bit, just a little bit. That is not research. You are not allowed to use Wikipedia in your homework. <laughs> we say this with love, but that is true. You got uh-huh. to go to the you got to go to the single source here. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, all right, I got my second one, uh, which I, I guess uh, relates in some ways to cold water. Uh, canned fish, dude, total thing. We we've t- we've gone around the periphery of it a bunch of times. I think we've talked about sardines and stuff, especially on the bonus show and the pre-show and stuff. But and, wow, we really we, haven't done it. Oh my god, that's amazing. When I when I saw the Wall Street Journal uh, doing an article this week, the latest TikTok star is canned tuna. I was like, okay, we got to we got to nail this one down right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. sales of canned seafood rose nine point seven percent to two point seven billion in twenty twenty two. I just saw a headline that said like canned fish is having a moment. And I sat there and felt super freaking smug because I was like, oh yeah, we totally did this on the show, but it is very possible. We have not officially done this on the show, in which case, thank God for you as usual for um, pulling this out of the bin of, uh Oh yeah. Because even on, oh, I had tinned meats. Oh, we did. Tinned no, meats. That's right. That's right. We meat. never did fish. We didn't do fish. Yeah. And with Lent coming up, <laughs> it's the time. Literally today in Morning Brew, tinned fish is the hottest new extremely old trend. Mm-hmm. Thank wow, goodness you today. That's oh, because that Wall Street Journal. They saw that Wall Street Journal article too, and then decided they to do definitely it on did. Brew. Definitely. Oh, yesterday. I'm sorry, it was yesterday. Oh, they did at the same time uh-huh. as the Wall Street Journal. Who sent out the press release? What the heck? Oh, Euro Monitor International. Oh, uh, there we go. Yep. TikTok, though, I gotta say, you know, I'm, I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm having my year of caviar and champagne. Right. Yes. I decided I'm super into caviar, which is yeah. right there in the tin fish. Like it's just, in fact, I went into Whole Foods and there was a whole display and it had caviar and then it had a bunch of tin fishes, canned white or jarred white fish. But I'm into it. I made a, I had some sardines in the house and some, well, I already told the story about the, <laughs> that's tonight. caviar. Yeah. 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 I'll stop now. I, it's of a piece. I have a cabinet filled with dozens of cans of sardines. Uh, we have we have some tinned salmon too. We have a little bit of tuna. Uh, so so I feel a little snobby at the tuna thing. Like pff, beginners, tuna's over. On, you know, no, come on, yeah, get with it. And then yeah. I feel like you've leveled up even farther to the caviar <laughs> part. <thing. laughs> I mean, caviar is much easier to eat. <laughs> As like a flavor profile than sure. sardines. Uh, yeah, it's just more people getting over the the stereotypes uh, associated with it than the actual eating of it because it's just salty goodness, so. right? Yeah, yeah, it's all salty goodness. Yeah, yeah canned fish. Thank goodness you brought this. I'm delighted. Joey Headset says sardines have replaced cigarettes as prison currency. <laughs> I'm sorry, what now? All right. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll be, I'll be all set <laughs> in the future. <laughs> cigarettes are out <laughs> wait a minute they're letting sardines me, are in those those sardine can tops are sharp i'm just i'm not sure Ooh, that's true that does seem dangerous yeah there have to be it there must must be different packaging for that kind of like a lightly smoked white fish or something it was so good i'm really i'm about this tin fish this is a good one i know i've talked to you about this on the pre-show i don't know if i've ever talked about the main show the my regular sardine lunch of, of sardines and brown rice with some kimchi and a little spicy chili crisp i mean that's a freaking awesome lunch yeah 
it's it's filling, tasty, and uh, good for you. Oh, I'm gonna like cook up some brown rice and just have it ready, you know? Because I I put I mush up the sardines on the bottom of the bowl, put the brown rice over the top. That warms up the sardines, and then I put layer on top. I, I've done a little seaweed uh, sh- shake on top. I've I've done spicy chili, spicy chili crisp a lot lately. Always a little bit of kimchi. Yeah, good oh, for you. So good. All right, I'm into it. Um, okay, so my second thing is uh, in the same general vibe mm-hmm. as the first thing, because whereas you previously had a cold plunge, right. And now you're having a minor heart attack and you've lowered your body temperature dramatically. <laughs> right. Now you need to scamper over to your infrared sauna. Infrared sauna. So modern sauna, not this modern. sauna with heat coming from. Wait, isn't heat just infrared? What makes it infrared? It uses infrared light to make the heat as opposed to like whatever happens before either an electric heater that's bolted to the wall or the super hot stones and you pour the water on it and then you get the steam room. I don't know. know. I'm sudden. I'm like, Tom's like, I'm having science issues. Yeah. I guess infrared is light and not all heat is light. So yeah. All right. Well, he is light. Mm -hmm. It's like, like it's just a heat lamp though. Yeah. It's just a heat lamp, except that they exist now in pop-up saunas. And people are buying them like freaking hotcakes because <laughs> see what I did there. Hot. Yeah, I did. <laughs> They're buying them like light therapy cakes. Uh, a- apparently infrared light therapy, like there's a light therapy thing that exists. And then this is a heating element kind of thing. Anyway, they're basically at-home saunas. They use infrared light to heat the sauna as opposed to using like an electric heater bolted on the wall. I'm probably wrong, but it feels to me like somebody couldn't sell the, 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 uh, the heat lamp sauna for more than a regular sauna because people thought, oh, it's like the cheap version. So they changed the name to infrared sauna and then we're able to raise the price. I don't know. No, they're really cheap. That's why they're, oh, they're, not, they're not even charging more for them. Okay. No, they're not even charging more yeah, than I'm infrared. Ta- I'm, I'm reading this from the yeah, Mayo yeah. Clinic.org. Sure. Sure. An infrared sauna is a type of sauna that uses light to make heat. This type of sauna is sometimes called a far infrared sauna. Far describes where the infrared waves fall on the light spectrum. A regular sauna (laughs) uses heat to warm the air, which in turn warms your body. Right. An infrared sauna heats your body directly. Mm -hmm. It zaps Mm -hmm. you without warming the air around you. Okay. All right. This is a good explanation. This is helping uh, quite a bit. Yeah. (laughs) Now we can move on with the thingdom of it. Yeah, now that yeah. we've handled the science, which is that people buy these things like hotcakes. Yeah. Again, like they're hotcakes. just, because you, I, I mean, I think literally even Costco was selling a pop-up one. <laughs> How do we get, can we just get Costco to sponsor the show? Like seriously, call Perfect. us. We'll put you call in touch Costco. with Acast. It'll, for real. it'll all happen. Um, but like a, a pop-up one for $2,000 or something. Whereas like building a sauna, sauna in your house yeah, sure. would be, you know, $10,000. Like who I'm even, I don't even know. Yeah. Huh. And then people seem to think that this light therapy version is actually, I don't know, really good for you. Cleveland I, Clinic has a whole thing about the six health benefits. I was going to call it an easy bake oven, but Joey in the chat hit me, me too. Oh, instead of steam or flame stoked heat, infrared saunas use infrared lamps and electromagnetic magic. 
So they operate at a lower temperature while still providing therapeutic benefits. All right. All right. I like it. I'm going to get one. Sounds amazing. I mean, it's the price of a MacBook Pro. (laughs) What a world. (laughs) What a world. Yeah. Just, just trust me. Like now that we've had this conversation, it's, you're going to meet somebody who just bought one. Yeah. Yeah. Who's like, oh my God, these things are amazing. And then, and then one of them is going to light on fire. Like, you know, it's all going to happen, but either way, when all of that happens, you're going to be like, Oh, they're a thing. I got in the mail, a letter that was from rewiringamerica.org that looked scammy. Like it was doing this thing, like the inflation reduction act and blah, 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 blah. And I was like about to throw it away. But I was like, you know, as scammy, spammy as this reads mm-hmm. i know enough about the inflation reduction act that it does include some subsidies for electrification you know and solar panels and and things like that and it was all about replacing gas appliances i'm like let me just look them up they're legit <laughs> they're legit they're real? i'm like what are you doing you're you you're using the i don't know i don't know why they did it that way but anyway they huh. would love this because electric sauna you know Dude, totally. Yeah. Seriously, I'm on the Costco website right now. <laughs> I wonder if you can get uh, an Inflation Reduction Act subsidy. You probably For have to replace a sauna that was gas heated or something. Right. Yeah. The six-person sauna is $5,000, but the two-person far infrared sauna, you can get one actually, a one-to-two-person, a one or your best friend and you for $1,700. That ain't bad. That's like less just than a MacBook. Throw that thing in the backyard. Yeah. Plug it in. This thing is the ish. The, d- does it does it say like do you do you just plug it in a regular outlet? Because it's a light. So. It's a light, right? Just light. Yeah. It's 120 volt. It's just a regular old. Yeah. Dude, it's pretty good. I think I think right. Mama just put this on her birthday list. Uh, <laughs> you haven't <laughs> quite shopped. Well, you you're just putting it on the list. Okay. <laughs> Just keep it cool. Keep it cool. Keep it cool. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get to feedback. And it's the thing. Me, uh, Manny again, two weeks in oh, a row. Good to hear from you. Uh, Manny, the THD doctor of thingology writes, Hey, Tamale, I've got one of my favorite types of things for you. It's a language thing and a passive aggressive one at that. Ooh, the best. <laughs> one of the things of all time is the thing. One of those neutral derogatory things in the vein of mid as an insult. It's exactly like saying one of the best things of all time, except not the best because you don't use the word best. The only example, Manny says, I can think up uh, mid-exam season, biology is definitely one of the subjects of all time. Oh, that is funny. So, so neutral noun. Right. Of all time. Yeah. Descriptive noun. Like this is pretty much one of the now genes of all time. Yeah. This, like this tea is one of the drinks of all time. <laughs> that is so cold that it like takes a minute to sink in. It's not like a cold plunge where you feel it immediately. Like it would take you a minute. Like, so you could imagine your snotty teenager saying that to you uh-huh. and being like, yeah. Hey. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the meals of all time, mom. Ouch. Oh, <laughs> monsters. And you could slip it by if people don't know, right? Because yeah. people just hear the of all time and oh, yeah. immediately think best. 
Mm. Yep. We've done a public service right now Absolutely. because now right. you Thank know, you. parent, that when you hear this, this is not cool. Mm. Phil writes in, hi, Moto Ree, longtime listener, first time emailer here. Over the recent holiday break, my college kid observed slash complained that we are an ingredient household. We have ingredients in the cupboards with which to make food rather than the converse, or so I take it, where there are snacks and ready to eat items on hand. I just came across someone making a comment about their ingredient household status on Mastodon. So maybe it's more of a thing than I thought. Have I finally thing spotted something before hearing you talk about it? Call me Cornell Box. <laughs> Phil, you did. I actually had this in the bullpen uh, of possible things. Know Your Meme has a whole section on ingredient households uh, that was updated 29 days ago. And yeah, an ingredient household is slang for a household that only keeps the ingredients for other dishes rather than snacks. So chocolate chips, marshmallows, peanut butter, graham crackers, dried fruit, stuff like that, rather than potato chips, cookies, et cetera. Oh my God. This is so funny. It And it's new. The first, the term ingredient house was first defined on Urban Dictionary in, on December 23rd, 2021. So barely over a year old. Yeah. Oh that's, man. That's super new. Uh, that's a good one. T- hat tip, Phil. Well done. Yeah. You, yeah. You've spotted well and spotted. I got to say, maybe guilty. Now I need to go look through my cabinets, but kind of same. You know, we were an ingredient household until lockdowns happened in 2020. And then uh, we we stocked up on snacks to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we still have we still have snacks. So we are not at currently an ingredient household. Damn. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And then finally, Stephen or Stefan writes in uh, with a bit of a correction. RRR, everyone's favorite movie, the movie by which people are defining themselves, having never, ever seen another uh, international film, according to (laughs) my buddy who writes the This Week in Streaming uh, newsletter. It is not, says Stephen, a Bollywood movie. It is actually a Tollywood movie because it is a Telugu film based in the south of India versus Bollywood, which is based in the north. As someone who's married to an Indian woman, I am required to be aware of these kinds of things. And now you know too. Thank yes. You. Also, we mentioned the Tollywood, Telugu, but we didn't mention the Tollywood. And I didn't know that there was like a Tollywood. So, but I do know that there are different kinds of Hollywood mm-hmm. movies coming out of India. And the reason I know that is because my Twitter handle is at Mollywood, which is a uh, term for Indian movies that come out of Mumbai. Oh. And so sometimes I will find myself tagged in long, <laughs> enthusiastic Twitter threads about movies coming out of India. I have to say, uh, Ace Detect never gets accidentally tagged in anything. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose yeah. that's true. Thank you, Stephen. That's an excellent, no, this is good. excellent nuance. I love that. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, Stephen also pointed out that RRR did come out like in May or something. So it's it's been kicking around. It came out there. It just it just arrived in the U.S. is why I think it became even more of a sensation. But yes. All right. Let's get to the shout outs. This week's shout outs are going to make me hungry. (laughs) Damn it. Rich Straffolino crafts these shoutouts. We are shouting out the patrons at our very top level in a way that we hope is not only entertaining to you, whether you're a patron or not, satisfying to them uh, in a way that thanks them for being our patron, uh, but also something they won't get anywhere else. Uh, no. And these shoutouts are based on products related to Pop-Tarts. Wow. 
parse right, that. Let's just, parse uh, that. Let's not pop related, tarts. not pop tarts, but related exactly. to pop tarts. Exactly. All right, let's let's ping pong here. Benjamin Forrest was a pizza flavored toaster patron produced by Andrew Bradley in 1971 and retired less than a year later. Eric Duncan's swirls were introduced in the mid 1990s and were similar to a competitor Lee Price's toaster Kevin Sill. He was bigger and thicker than a regular James C. Smith and had less icing. Sales were disappointing and Joe Hood was discontinued in 2001. Gabrielle Cohen Sticks, a portable break-apart version intended as an after-school patron for children, was introduced in 2002. The new patron was launched with massive media tie-in with the Miranda Janelle Idol TV show and live tour. She did not sell well and was discontinued a year later. Mike Akins was another attempt at a snack-sized patron released in 2006. He was thicker, narrow, and wrapped individually instead of in packages of Laura Abel, but was discontinued in 2008. Minnie Morris Jones was introduced in 2011 as a bite-sized cracker-like patron with no <laughs> filling. He originally sold in 60-calorie pouches, but was discontinued after poor sales. Jake Woods brought it back in a larger size in 2018 as Louis Saint Amour crisps. Ooh, Louis Saint Amour crisps. Delicious. Louis Saint Amour crisps. <laughs> Thank you so much, so much for supporting us at any level. The shout out level is, of course, our favorite because we get to turn you into snacks. But any level will do. Patreon.com slash it's a thing. Thanks for keeping us coming back week after week. You can also email us your things. Do it now. Feedback at it's a thing.me. See you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.